Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. guys welcome back to the show i'm titus with my dad back today it's been a little while <laughs> um i think it's been since last off season that you've been over here and Probably. we did a bunch of podcasts so my dad's larry headings if you are new to the podcast and never had heard him on here he's back today and we got a topic um i kind of told you guys about in the last episode that we'd be talking about it's gonna be a two-part may even be three i don't know <clears throat> we'll just see how this goes but we're gonna talk on the topic of masculinity and um, a lot of things have been going on just kind of for an intro. Um, it's, it's in a very important thing to discuss. Um, <clears throat> you know, I know there is women that listen to this podcast. I would say probably the majority of it's men. I don't really have a full way to track it, but I can kind of base it off of what happens on um, uh, YouTube and stuff. Just most of the topics, but I do know there's a, there is a little bit of a spread there. <clears throat> When it comes to more topics like this, I do know that more women listen in, even though you would think because of the topic, maybe it's not. But here's the thing. We're living in a day and age that masculinity is attacked, and we're going to do that on the next one. This first part is going to be on what is masculinity, and we want to define that. And again, my dad was saying before we started, you know, we're not claiming to be some uh, highly educated masters and doctor's degree on this stuff but we're basing everything off of experience and life and more importantly the word of god so and that's where <clears throat> if anyone's wise or has knowledge you just dig into what they're saying and more than likely it all stems from the bible because that's where everything starts and it ends so if this interests you in this topic stay tuned and if it doesn't then it is what it is but we're gonna get into this and um 
we want to define masculinity and just the qualities and characteristics that uh, define men. So, Dad, it's good to have you back on. Thank you. Been busy? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Been traveling on the go. Yeah. Yeah, so. Trucking truck and business yeah. i feel like you're gone a lot <laughs> yeah about to <clears> drive take another trip yeah, yeah. finally haul. finally uh me and your mom yeah when did you finally get her talked into it i thought that's been an uh, up and down I don't and know. remember she probably will listen to this so yeah okay hi <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta watch what i say right yeah <clears throat> but uh anyway um i probably i don't know if i really even talked her into it she makes her own decisions well yeah you know but um probably i've wanted her to be with me all the time every mm -hmm. time i go out like that and then mm -hmm. it's not my business mm -hmm. i have a, actually a company it's called night transportation <clears throat> and they're a billion dollar business and so they've been really good to me as far as the ability to pick and choose when i want to work mm -hmm. as a casual driver for six and a half months mm -hmm. i basically pretty much did it full time <clears throat> but then i was uh, gonna quit to go hunting elk yeah. hunting mm. and uh <clears throat> i let them know and uh, they said you could be a casual driver and i mm. said well, what's that and they said uh as long as you do one day every 30 month uh 30 uh days you can you know pick when you want to work mm. and as long as you want to work and so i thought hmm that sounds good yeah so let me think about it so i told them after a little thinking about it a little bit i'll i'll do at least uh three days to start out, see how that goes a mm -hmm. month. <clears throat> and so anyhow, I started doing that. Then it went to five days. Yeah. And then, you know, you're based on time. But you're, you're scheduling yourself. So I, I mean, schedule myself. I call them up. I tell them, hey, or yeah. before I even leave, they always ask me, well, when do you want to do it again? Mm -hmm. and it could be two weeks. I mean, the last two months, I've actually went two different times in a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a reason behind that. But anyway, and so... This time, I asked if I could uh, <clears throat> go see my sister in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, yeah, sure. So <laughs> they said, you can get a load. You know, probably go to Alabama or Tennessee. And so that's when I asked mm -hmm. mom if she would want to go. And she said, well, you know, Nancy, her sister, mm -hmm. uh, you know, her, her son passed away about a year ago. And uh, so... Mother's Day is this coming. It kind of goes along mm, with what yeah. we're going to be talking about. Yeah. But Mother's Day, um, you know, father, mother. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so Mother's Day. And uh, so I'll said, I'll talk to him. I'll see if we can go down yeah. to Florida. Mm. And so from Alabama. And so I asked him. They said, sure. We And they have a, a terminal right down close to Nancy. And so from Alabama, go to um, Florida. And then from Florida, it'll work up to Pennsylvania, oh, okay. where my sister lives. You're going that route. Yeah. Okay. Belleville, Pennsylvania. They said loads going into Florida, is, it's real easy to get, but loads coming out of Florida isn't always as easy mm. to get exactly where you want to go. You might have to go around about. And the reason that is, is I, I think it has to do with manufacturing because mm. they're picking up from big distribution centers or manufacturers and then taking it somewhere. So. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, the the loads going in there from L.A., it's easy to get. But to come out of Phoenix, is it back to California, whatever, yeah. isn't always that easy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but it's but pretty— But they already got you routed out. It's, You're it's, it's pretty cool, yeah. So as I get to Alabama, then they'll have a load figured to uh, somewhere in Florida— 
close to Nancy, and then we'll be able to spend. A, I can stop for two days or whatever I want, mm. and then from there, you know, go there and support Nancy somewhat, and then from there, head up to my sister. Mm, cool. So yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Let me go up there with on the, the dime. The Amish. Yeah, yeah, they're paying my way. Yeah, paying me basically, and driving a truck, and that's mom slick. will be riding with me. Yeah. So that'd yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome, really. Yeah. So and you don't. <clears throat> do you have? Are you on a time crunch? Like you got to get there at a certain time, or I mean, well, the, you you don't want to take forever, but I mean, no, there's always a schedule. Like my load, I pick up at uh, 1500, which is 3 p.m. Uh, right there by Reno, mm-hmm. by Cabela's, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Monday, which would be the 15th, I got to deliver it by 7 a.m. to Florida. No, to Alabama, which oh, is Alabama. plenty of time. Oh yeah. So wow. basically, you know, I'll probably have choose to do like eight hour days or nine hour days. That's not even nothing, huh? Yeah, it's like it will be based on where I find I know that I'm going to stop along the way. Yeah. So I think it's a beautiful you know, my last trip down there on 395, dude, that that super bloom that's going on and it may be over because it's been a couple weeks, but it was so beautiful. The desert literally Mm -hmm. came alive. I've never, I've went down there for the last three years up and down and check, you know, driving and it's Nothing I've ever seen like mm. this. It is beautiful. And so the desert's become alive. And this is just an opportunity to go back east. I mean, I was thinking about it. I can go see anyone in my family anywhere. I could go see John right. Carpenter in Missouri if I want to. Right. So any, That's cool. It's pretty That's awesome. Me, right? That is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get into this. Um, we got somewhat of an outline, but we're just going to talk about some things and um, try not to get them ahead of myself because I know sometimes I'll have a, a tendency to do that. But I don't want to leave nothing out either. So anyways, we're just going to look at some common traits associated with masculinity. And first off, the first thing I think most of the time we look at is is physical strength, right? And Or the um, lack of. Or the lack of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you take a guy in general, just any guy, right? And it's just... Not that we're comparing ourselves to women. It's not even the same thing. But I'm just saying, you look at a guy, even the weakest looking guy, he's more than likely, most of the time, he's going to be stronger than a woman, right? Right. Just because that's the way God created it. You know, so we look at those things. Over the years, you know, as far as masculinity, I mean, how I look at things a lot of times is like I looked at men like war heroes and stuff, you know, and the strength and courage that men have had in the past. Those that see those guys will never really say they're courageous, right? But they'll they're guys that did stuff <clears throat> in the moment, in the time that dictated and needed that. So like, you know, if we needed your brothers in arms were on the battlefield, and I I can't think of his name right now, but he was one of the recipients of the um the uh, Medal of Honor, and there's been several, but he basically threw himself in harm's way, ran up the hill, getting being shot multiple times. I mean, to get the Medal of Honor, you basically had to have multiple gun wounds, near death, save a lot of your comrades, and still make it out alive to get that Medal of Honor and have the story known by someone else. Because, I mean, there's a lot of unsung heroes that people have no clue what they did because there may have been no one there to witness it. <clears throat> so when you look at, when I look at masculinity as a general topic, got a frog in my throat too. Um, I look at all these different things. I look at strength, physical strength, 
uh, build. Obviously, like I don't think we need to say it's anatomy, right? Is a is part of what defines a man or masculinity. Um, courage, leadership, men, uh, women. Biblically, women are leaders of the home. Men are leaders, you know, out on the workforce or leaders of their home as far as the overall and what they need to be. But that's just kind of like what I think most of us look at masculinity as, right? Just a brief overview of what that is. Anything to add to that? Like just a brief overview of when you think of masculinity, what other things besides physical strength, courage, leadership, what other things would you add to that? <clears throat> so like you said earlier, I, I literally, I'm 67, by the way. And so um, I believe that, um, you know, here Titus is... 39 and he's he's my son and and our firstborn actually and and that name titus is a strong name and uh so the things that i look at um i don't i i appreciate because i've always tried to stay in shape i took martial arts and all i lifted weights and all that stuff but i think a lot of it has to do your mindset Mm -hmm. and it's actually much deeper than that i believe that there's actually something that I never even talked to you about when we were actually going to have this podcast is, you know, hormonal things, mm-hmm. hormonal things and how the food industry has, or, you know, has, how it's changed big time, what people are eating. Yeah. And if you read about, you know, sugar, what it actually does is decrease your testosterone. Mm-hmm. And so there's many things like that, and I'm no scientist, and I'm not no, I don't have a PhD or none of that, but I have life experience, mm-hmm. and I was born in 1955, and I've seen a lot of trends mm-hmm. that people that are your age that haven't experienced. You can read online, right? but you haven't experienced mm-hmm. it, and I have. And so that right there is wisdom. And so one of my favorite books in the Bible is Proverbs, it is because Solomon was the wisest <laughs> man, right. and the wealthiest, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, all these, I've been around, I've had been with a, a, a company that actually is a network marketing company for almost 30 years. And I still, you know, I was one of the leaders in the West Coast developing this area. And uh, so they're big time into health and wellness. And so even as a, my dad who passed away at 91, mm-hmm. him and my mother were married uh, 69 years mm-hmm. And uh, they passed away five weeks apart. You know, if you look at Gramps, my dad, he, you know, I was raised a Mennonite. And, and my dad, growing up, was a super hard worker. Uh, but my dad took me fishing. My dad took me hunting. My dad, you'll, you will agree with this for sure, my dad was a very humble, mm-hmm. very kind, I would say meek, Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, even in the Bible, he was meek. Mm-hmm. And, and lowly. He literally was. And I don't have any idea what his build was or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was all powerful. Mm-hmm. He was the word. Mm-hmm. He spoke the word. He was the word, which is really amazing when you think about that, how that actually works together. And so I could admit in my life is committing that word to memory because it's Mm -hmm. all powerful. The Mm -hmm. Bible said that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And so, you know, just because my gramps, he, he, my dad, he, he literally for 20 years, six days a week, uh, as a, he, he had a farm, we had a farm, uh, 
mm-hmm. and he also worked at a seed um, cleaning uh, warehouse. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I remember going there as a little kid, and uh, and what happened is they had this cleaners, and the seed would go into these hundred pound bags. Mm-hmm burlap bags and he would sew it up by hand we're talking a long time ago okay mm-hmm. and uh he would sew them up by hand and then he would put it on pallets and those pallets i remember was like as high as his head and so you think about it, this is a hundred pound bags and yeah. he's doing this 10 hours a day yeah all day long, six days a week for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So as far, he wasn't not a big man. I mean, I remember growing up, I thought he was a big man, mm-hmm. right? But he, I think he said he was like 5'10 mm. at his peak. But then Gramps, by the time he was yeah. passing away, you know, like gravity five, and, you know, bones uh, decreasing mm-hmm. in size. He was probably 5'6". He was a little man. But to me, I would love to be just like him, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, a lot of my personality traits, I believe, came from my mom, mm-hmm. you know, meaning her willpower was incredible. She mm-hmm. was probably the hardest wor- working physically woman I've ever met, mm-hmm. but she wore out her body, too, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, But Gramps was this kind, meek man, and I don't believe that you've got—I do not believe at all, spiritually speaking, biblically speaking, that you're a dictator— Right. You're not a dictator. You're supposed to love your wife. Mm-hmm. As Christ loved the church. As Christ loved the church and died for it. And then, you know, her responsibility is also, I believe, part of it, according to the Bible, is to respect, honor you. Mm-hmm. You're a team. You mm-hmm. know, you're a team that if you work together, because it says if a house divided cannot stand. Right. If me and my wife are always, your mom are always fighting and pulling each other one way or another, it's gonna, it's not gonna be as successful right. as two people working as one, mm-hmm. which you can be. Mm-hmm. You know, sports, you play softball, you yeah. play football, you play all that stuff. I have all my life, and it's like as a team, you get a lot more done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so. It doesn't belittle her. I mean, if you go to the Bible and look in generation uh, Genesis, it talks about Adam was created, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the dust of the earth. He was made. And then the woman came from the man, but it doesn't mean she's less right, than. Right. And I think that's a lot of the problem because the world, I think they try to cause division and they try to like think that, you know, believers in the Bible or Christ or these, you know, dominant, and maybe there yeah. are guys like that. Oh, there I is. Know. You know, and I there know there is, is but, I know. But, but that don't put us all in that same. Yeah, don't put yeah. us all in that same category, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and no different than, I've been self-employed all my life, adult life, 23 years old till now, and every corporation, every company has to have somebody that's the ultimate yeah, decision maker, the CEO. And it's really our failure, our success is based a lot on our decisions. And sometimes mm-hmm. we don't always make the best decisions. And because our wives are sometimes so intuitive, uh, a lot of times I wish I would have listened to my wife mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. Okay. My personality trait is I'm just going to, I want to go make it happen. Yeah, but the hard older, charger. My, my, my attitude as I got older uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that's just part of it. But so I, you know, <laughs> I try to wait 
and and be in tune more with what God wants me to do rather than always charge forward. But then when I know that I know, I'm going to keep moving forward, whether it's a little bit at a time or whatever. Yeah. But so, you, you know, I all I can really say is, uh, you know, I had a mom and dad that were an example. Mother's Day is coming up. If I wouldn't have had a mother and if I wouldn't have had a dad, I wouldn't be here right now and neither would you. Mm-hmm. So... Having, I think so. what's happened is part of the issue that's going on, too, is we have this fracture or, you know, this divorce rate that's like probably around 50% or more. Plus, yeah. At least. And what's happened is a, a lot of the masculinity, these, these little kids that are growing up have no example. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard. I feel for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like so terrible that that actually is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And it takes work, right? It well, takes work. Well, let me add. Let me piggyback onto that too. Um, the other, the other problem there too is even if there's, they are, there is a t- home that is together. The dad is absent in a lot of ways. Maybe he's there, but he isn't there. Exactly, and that's one of the things I was wanting to talk about too. Is add that in later, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to piggyback off that. It's like you can, we as men can be there, but we ain't there, mm-hmm. and so that's. I'm not saying as. It's as bad, but it could cause just as much damage. It really could, unfortunately, in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, I had my dad, but he was never there. He was doing this, and he was working, or he, was, he wasn't he was kind to my mother, or he was abusive to my mother. Yeah. Or yeah, There's so right. many different things totally. there. And it's all going to do different. Like you said, it's fractures, right? right? In different ways. Right, right. And so that being said, then my example <clears throat> growing up, uh, my dad never worked on Sunday. Not once did he ever mm-hmm. work on Sunday. I mean, I he was a farmer on top of doing that for 20 years, the other thing, but I never once ever seen him work on Sunday. And actually, he could have worked on Sunday because there was one time in, in particular that I remember the crop that he had, <clears throat> it rained and rained and rained. And there's times that he could have probably worked on Sunday to try to save some of it, but he did not do it because he believed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's talking about honoring that one day, you yeah. know what I mean? And and so uh, I respected him for that, but at the same time, I, I'm like, <laughs> you're losing everything because mm-hmm. of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he had a super bad year, but he came out of it, obviously. And but So yeah, I respected him because of that. And I didn't... My dad always felt a little bit guilty about... Um, having to work all the time mm-hmm. and my mom and brothers and sisters actually worked out in the farm whenever he was not there doing the crops and stuff and so it really that really taught me about work to begin with mm-hmm. and then grams you know what she did yeah. we have it at we had a at least an acre garden mm-hmm. so pretty much everything that we ate was made on that garden mm. you know Peas, corn, you name it. And I literally, you know what's so crazy? And I, there's, you can't do it. <laughs> you can't go back, but you can learn from the mm-hmm. pe- back, the past, right? But man, me and mom, we tried before to do a garden and all that stuff. And between the ants eating everything or the bugs mm-hmm. eating everything and thinking, why am I doing this? It's like taking yeah. so much time. And it made me appreciate my mom so much because every, to make that applesauce, Mm-hmm. To to eat that corn, to eat those the work peas. that was involved, dude. Every everything had to be prepared, mm-hmm. and she canned it. And you know, she had two freezers, mm-hmm. frig- big freezers, and three then, walls full or two walls, 
two walls full of canned yeah, goods. Like, yeah, it was two two big walls full <clears throat> of say applesauce and corn and all, and along with the meals that she prepared, mm. fresh out of the garden, the lettuce, the all that stuff. You mm. know what I mean? And like I I literally thought. What's so crazy is you're a little kid. You don't know any different, right? Mm-hmm. I used to want to live in the city, and I had everything. I had horses from the time I was a little kid. I I used to get bucked off of horses as a little kid, and if my brothers were with me, they were like, hurry up, get up before mom sees you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they, you know, like you always heard the story, like if a horse bucks you off, you got to get right. back on. And I think that really prepared me for life somewhat yeah. because – Man, to get wisdom doesn't mean you do everything perfect. I can yeah. tell you. It's, you know, experience that mm-hmm. you've had this life experience. And so it's so invaluable because you, can, you can't you can get it from somebody that just gets it out of book. In right. fact, there's a book said, if how-tos were enough, we'd all be skinny, rich, and happy. Yeah. And we know that isn't true, right? right? Yeah. So, um, but you said, Titus, about the, the, you know, a lot of these people that have all this education – um, which I'm for education, yeah. but I have it. I have the school of hard knocks. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. And so, um, a lot of these people that get that they they haven't really maybe even experienced that that much because they were taught by somebody else, mm-hmm. right? A teacher or a book or something like that. But having that having that experience and being able to see a bigger picture, yeah. I think you can actually make more sense of what's going on today mm-hmm. because. You got 39 years, a picture of life of 39 years, but I got a picture of not, it'll be 68 years in October. And so, I mean, I'm a boomer. I was born in 55. I seen basically prayer taken out of school. I seen, um, uh, you know, abortion and how that all went down. And, you know, the whole women's lib thing that went on Mm -hmm. with that, my right, my body, my right, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that stuff. And what's honestly quite amazing to me is, you know, that Riley Gaines, I think her name mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, this incredible woman, a young woman, uh, who actually is an amazing swimmer, uh, she's gone in competition with a male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, right. you can say all day long it is a male, but I'm sorry, it's a male. And, right. and what it's done and how she's standing up. And, and, like, where are all the women that were for women's lib Right, that cared about voting rights. Yeah, that cared about where are they? Yeah, literally, you never, you, you barely. You, this girl is out fighting for rights for women <laughs> in her early twenties. In her early twenties, where's all these sixty-year-old women at that fought yeah. for all this stuff? Our seventy-year-old women. It, it because blows, it go it goes against it so much. It totally does. It's it, like if you think about it. It's yeah, like, it's like but, all those things. They're scared. That were so yeah, they're scared. Mm-hmm. I think I think of that. But uh, I think it's a little deeper than that. But mm. but this girl, I really respect her mm. because she's an amazing athlete. And and uh, anyway, she she's really been robbed of something that she worked right. all her life for mm. because she's she's swimming against a guy. Right. And then he's dressing or undressing in their in their locker room. locker room. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that was my daughter, I'd be, and even at, where's the dads? Right. Like, if that's your daughter, why aren't you talking about it? Why aren't Mm -hmm. you saying anything about it? Why aren't you standing up for these people's rights? Mm -hmm. You know? And so that's yeah, why the why is the why is the and that's where this masculinity thing comes in. Where's where's the true masculinity? Yeah, in the situation. Where are they at, man? 
Like, Where, where's like you said, where's the dad at? Where's the uncle? Where's the grandpa? Where's all these people that could be standing right next to her, supporting her? Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's true masculinity. Yeah, that's where it is, and yeah. that's where I want to talk about this. Is like, we we us as guys, we think we're, we're tough and we're strong and we work hard. And I know we do, and we grind. We get out there and work hard and fingers to the bone. And you get up early, you go to bed late. You it's it's tough being a good dad. It's tough being. You know, faithful in this society. In this society, it's it's rough. Like I mean, you can't even. We talk about all the time. You can't hardly work one job. <laughs> I mean, you literally can't hardly do it. I mean, I myself, I'm working. <clears throat> I basically feel like I work one job to to have insurance, medical, dental, vision, life, retirement, pay the bills, and then I got to work another one to do anything outside of that. <laughs> like. And I know there's other jobs out there you don't necessarily have to do that with. But, I mean, like I was talking to uh, Matt last night, Yarrow. He's kind of doing the same thing, right? He's working for the city, but he's also doing stuff on the side. We're do, we're, we're going to do what we got to do to provide for our families. All the men, I guarantee everyone listening to this is doing the same thing. We work ourselves. But, you know, I just want – I'm speaking to myself when we do this, and I'm listening to what you have to say from your experiences is – I want to encourage people listening to this is we got to step it up. Me, Titus, I got to step it up. There's more that can be done besides just working hard because that is a huge thing. And I appreciate every man that does that as a brother of as men. I appreciate that. And I know, you know, all the, I would, I would say the majority of the people that listen to this are probably blue collar people that are working out there hard, you know, whatever. There's, I'm sure there's white collar too, but I'm just saying like in this time we live in, it's being, and I don't want to jump ahead, but it's being attacked and we're just looking at what it is. And it is, is these things. It is working hard. It is, um, uh, being there for your family and we're going to get more into detail, but like you just brought that point up is a great point. It's like, where is the. Where's the deeper level yeah. of masculinity? Exactly. Okay, we got these things figured out. We work. We provide. We do this. We do that. But what about those things? Mm-hmm. Where where are we standing at? What are we... And what will I do, Titus, Titus Headings do in that situation? Right. What am I going to really do? I mean, talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. You say that all the time. And defining what a man is, is to me, is those things. It's the hard things. It's the things that um, when the rubber meets the road, how are we really going to react? And until we experience them, we can't really, I feel like we can prepare for them. But I pray, and I pray that when I say I pray, I'm not, I'm praying to God, literally, to help me to react and respond the way that I should, that he wants me to. Because just like in a helicopter, flying a helicopter, or you driving a truck, I've trained Every year, and from the beginning as I started flying a helicopter, and I still train to this day, is emergency procedures. When something goes bad, when I lose an engine, when I lose, if I lose a tail rotor, if something goes kaputs and the transmission shaft breaks inside the helicopter, I've been trained how to respond to that. But <laughs> until it happens, yeah. you don't know how you're going to react. There's guys that freeze up, right? There's guys that give up. There's guys that respond correctly and they live to do another day. And I've been through those situations and thank God for prayers and for his angels that protect me. But thankfully, I've reacted the way that needs to be. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm thankful for that. But I never knew if I would Mm -hmm. until I experienced it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we're not here, and I'm saying this to the audience, we're not here to try to tell people we have it all figured out no, and we have all the answers. But what we are trying to say is we want to challenge each other. Right, right. I want you to challenge, you challenge me by what you say. I want to challenge people by what I say. And together, I think we can continue the things on like grandpa had in his life and better them, right? Right, right. Because you're taking from what you learned from your dad and you're trying to tweak the things that maybe he had regrets over, right? Right, right. Yeah, I this this subject actually here I could go on and on. Okay. Go, I mean we'll just we're probably um, have to do more. And, and again, the the thing of it is, using my dad as an example, like I said, he had to be physically strong to lift hundred pound bags, right? Six to days, six days a week, yep. right? And mentally strong, yeah, mentally strong, right? I remember Gramps, you know, that year that that crop actually got ruined, mm-hmm. and that was his a major income. I remember him being quiet. He went and talk. Mm-hmm. He he went and talk. I remember him sitting at the chair at that table, and actually, I think he was doing always about tax season. He would get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, thankfully, I mean, looking back on it now, I believe very strongly in what the Bible says: death and life from the power of the tongue, mm-hmm. and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, if you're a complainer, or if you're unthankful. Or if you're always verbalizing the negative things that happen to your life, I believe you're just going to reap more of it. Mm-hmm. Personally, I agree. I'd, I'd, I'm 100%, 100% believe the power of your words. Am I perfect? No. Do I strive to be? Yes. And um, so trying to be, stay thankful for everything. Think, just like you talked about last night at church, you know, be thankful in the situation. You know what I mean? Like, is the glass half full mm-hmm. or is it half empty? It's your attitude. It's mm-hmm. what you think about it. And so looking back, it's almost like I can see, I can see all that time, even though it's been 60 years ago, 65 years ago, you know, I can see it like it's like here and now. And, and so I, I just want to say I'm so thankful for my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish, I wish though, um, you know, as I grew up in a, in a church, I grew up we, every Sunday, but I really, if I had anything to say, anything at all to say, is my dad felt guilty. I ble- he, he told me this. In fact, it's kind of embarrassing, actually, on my part. But, you know, um, I had a rebellious part of my life, you know what I mean? But my dad always felt guilty because he worked so much Mm -hmm. and uh, that he never really tanned my hide Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I wish he would have. He never, in fact, I can't even remember that he ever did. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wish he would (laughs) have because the Bible specifically says, you know, spare the rod and spoil the child. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're an abuser. Uh, you and Th- Thomas and Trim both, I mean, I tried to base it on love and talk to you, and maybe I did too much. Maybe I was too hard or whatever. I don't think I was, but anyway, I tried to do it in love is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But my dad, and, and that was one of the main decisions why I did what I did because I think it would, I believe it saved you from a lot of stuff I went through mm-hmm. because I took care of a business. If I said, you know, you you did not do things that were right, whether it was in public or not, 
I let you know what's going to happen, and mm-hmm. you knew it, and I kept my word. I'm not going to put up with that. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, but I did it. In lo- I try really always try to do it in love. Mm-hmm. And Gramps, you know, my mom is the one that took care of that business. You know what I mean? But at some point in your life, when you're a boy, and you're growing up, a mother's not enough to take care of that mm-hmm. kind of business. Uh, I'm going to have more. I don't know if you call it respect. Probably respect coming from my dad mm-hmm. than I am my mom mm-hmm. uh, at some point. And that hit me about probably 13 years old. Well, what changed from the time I was a little kid to 13 years old? What is that? Puberty. I say puberty. <laughs> and that's a whole nother subject that I could talk very a long time about. This whole thing that's going on, I say part of the problem is number one, is um is lifestyle not mm. only biblically but it goes way deeper mm. okay it goes way deeper because so much of what is people are eating today mm. uh, is changing masculinity you could say based on the fact that testosterone levels have been dropping this to since the 70s Hmm. and they can't even tell you uh they go but we don't really know why well it to me i don't have to have no phd to understand what's going on it's the food source and uh sugar and all the boxed and all the canned and all the sodas all the carbs that people are eating all that stuff turns into sugar. Why is ins- why is diabetes rampant? Mm-hmm. It's because of the food, mm-hmm. dude. It, and biggest majority of the cases, all that uh, stuff, the food, the sugar, and all that stuff is is actually um, cutting down on the testosterone. And I'll tell you what happened to me when at some point I, I told my mom, you're not doing this to me anymore. Cause I used to go to the witch head. Okay. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because of any other reason, in my opinion, other than the fact that I remember going through those times. I remember getting hair in my armpits. I remember like looking in the mirror and you're seeing muscles, mm-hmm. like stuff changed. Mm-hmm. And I feel <laughs> I've said this to you before, but I really believe this with all my heart. I, I feel the two cha- most challenging times of your life and my life as a man are puberty. Because <laughs> just imagine injecting this, getting a high level of this testosterone that makes you feel like somebody, mm-hmm. like you're invincible. Mm-hmm. It's gone like this through the roof, and you never experienced what happened to my sweet little, you know, kid here. My little baby boy. Yeah, my little baby boy is not my <laughs> little baby boy anymore. And all of a sudden, they're getting a little bit of this, and they're doing this, and you can know all this stuff. But man, life is so full of changes. You don't know what you don't know. And when you're a parent, that's another thing. As a man, I've never been a dad before. Right. I never, my wife, your mother never been a mother before. She come from a fractured home. I didn't come from a fractured home. But it was like, I never experienced this before. So how could I be perfect unless, you know, I try to be, but who do I base it on? Mm-hmm. What I remember from my parents. Mm-hmm. And, I, and mom was big time on reading books about being a parent because she didn't really have an example, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, the word of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other thing. So 
it's it's I really believe if you read about it, I've read enough about it, but the testosterone levels have dropped consistently since the 70s. Then on top of it, the second thing, not only is that happening and the challenges that go with this, and all of a sudden you start noticing girls or girls mm-hmm. start noticing boys. Mm-hmm. It happens with both of us, right? Mm-hmm. But then what happens is later on, you got women gone through menopause and you got men gone through andropause. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the men's testosterone levels about, the, sorry, <laughs> age of 40 starts going down. You work out, that mm-hmm. helps. Eating clean, that helps. But the, those levels start dropping. Mm-hmm. I've actually had blood tests and tested all, the, I mean, with the company mm-hmm. multiple times. And, and so they start dropping off. And then a guy goes through, the next challenge is like, uh, something's different. And if you don't have this knowledge, you're thinking, what's wrong with me? I don't even have those same feelings anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't emotionally feel the same. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. And it is definitely a benefit to work because that increases your testosterone level. But I'm just telling you, I told you this other day, you know, it's sometimes it's mind over matter. It's like your willpower, in my opinion, from my personal experience, your willpower, I, I used to just go do stuff and like make it happen. I ran, I didn't care. But now I take time, but also it's a mind thing that mm-hmm. it feels like that I deal with. And I've been in health and nutrition, you know, forever, mm-hmm. wellness products. In fact, I always say I'm a guinea pig. I try, I mm-hmm. got to try. After I read and study it, then I got to try it, like, to have longevity, you know, because I got grandkids and I want to be able to do stuff with them. And I want to keep being able to go elk hunting and any other kind of hunting or fishing mm-hmm. I want to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But those two times, because how many times have you heard about Guys that are going through that, and all of a sudden they're they're cheating on their their wife. Mm-hmm. It even happens wives are cheating on their husbands. Mm-hmm. You know, so the bottom line is they're getting somebody younger mm-hmm. because I believe this, and now they want to like feel good about themselves or something. And now these younger ones, maybe they don't have the same thing going on with their wife, and they what they do is they they're going out and potentially cheating on their wife, especially if you don't have the word of God and believe that, you know, one life, for, one wife for life, mm-hmm. that whole, you know, and, uh, all that. So, yeah, it's, so there's, a, and here's the other thing. What about Hollywood? <laughs> what about, right. what about all the sports figures? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, look at the sports figures now. Like, I don't know what they're calling it, but they're like playing like basketball, they're saying one time a week because they need to take care of themselves and they need it. These guys are getting paid millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. And to me, that's deeper than just like, oh, take care of this asset because they're so good that we need to take care of them. People are in fear. Like Michael Jordan just goes off the chain when he talks about that. He's like, I never, he was getting as amazing as Michael Jordan was, yeah. he was getting paid $3 million. Like He basically made like $3 million. I mean, I know he had sponsors and there was more money than that. But what they're saying from the franchise, he was, he got paid like $3 million in that career. Those guys are making that in five games. They're making that money. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he did it. You know, Kobe Bryant's having his fingers and stuff pop back in joint and keep playing the game. You've had stuff in basketball mm-hmm. and football. We've all been wind knocked out of us. My goodness, man. They're making it, and it's not even so much the players that are asking for these things. Like you said, it's deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. It's the people trying to take away the masculinity. It's right. it's it's trying to soften everything. And I I have a actually I'll I'll read it in the next podcast. I'm saying that it's like my goodness, and you think 
when you kind of think there's no hope for the future, there always, there always is because right. as long as God's here and you know He's with us, there's always hope and there's always things that could change. Because if you're not careful, you could think there's no hope. Exactly, <laughs> right? but there's plenty of hope. But there's plenty of hope. But it's just like the attacks, the things you're saying, and what I've seen just in sports. It's like my goodness. I mean, like in football, I'm not saying we need to have people going out and getting all these brain injuries because they're hitting each other. I'm not. I'm not all for. I'm not supportive of guys going turning into vegetables at the end of their football career because we should just be pounding each other into senseless vegetables. Right. But what I'm saying is. They're just a little by little, they're pulling things away. And it's more than just protection. There's a lot more to it than that. And that is to go after masculinity and go after, take away what a man should be and what a representation should be. Um, Because I think there is that fine line there on the scale to where you're just, like I said, you're beating yourself senseless just to say, I'm a man. Like hurting yourself and causing pain other i'm not saying that makes you a, that's not what makes you a man no it's so much more than that but at the same time when you start robbing those those little things away like oh you know you can only play one time a week and we you know we it's like dude you're you're nothing you play basketball that's great that you make that money that'd be amazing but you're what about that guy that's working 90 hours a week you know and barely getting by i mean to me, that's part of things that rob what masculinity is. It's like it's taken away. It's all about entertainment. It's all about entertainment. It's all about, you know, uh, just the things that carry no weight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so to go, just to add on to what you're saying, it's like, this is so pathetic. It's like, come on. Yeah. But the thing, what's scary is, is what's going to happen 10, 15 years from now, Right. Where the generation that's five years old is now 20 years old and they've they've never seen the toughness, the mental toughness that you talked about, the strong mindset, the push through it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. Every time that I felt like my feet hurt, my back hurt when we were doing ruck marches, I, th- that generation- In if, the National Guard, right? Yeah, no, in the Army. When in you, the Army. When you're doing that stuff and you're- Excuse me. <coughs> Bless you. When you're doing that stuff- <laughs> It goes back to when we were hiking up in the mountains, right? It's all about how we train our children. Right. And I'm sorry, you know, um, I, I want to be better at this because I think of women as soft creatures and delicate, right? And they and they are and they should be. That's the way God created them. But at the same time, I also want to put in my girls a tough mindset because yeah. to get through t- life, yeah. You're going to have to have it. Obviously, number one, you need God. Right. But you also need a tough mindset because God's not going to just pick you up and do everything for you. Mm-mm. You got to you gotta pick yourself up and know, trust in him with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. But at the same time, you still got to know, I got to get up. I got to do, I got to put in my effort and do what I'm supposed to do and not sit around crying. Like I said on those rug marches, if I just sat down every time my little feet or my goodness, we were I, when I was at basic training. I was at a, uh, oh, it's they call it Relax in Jackson, and the reason they call it that, and I didn't even know that because you could have, I could have actually picked to go to like Fort Benning or something. I honestly wish I would have been there because I didn't know that they have females and nothing against them, whatever being the arm. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is 
I guess in my mindset, I don't want like I didn't want to see what I saw. And basically what I saw was is and there was men too. There was guys that fell out for like, you know, those 10, 12 mile ruck marches. My feet hurt. Oh, I sprained my ankle. It's like that's how before the military, that's how you'd weed people out. Mm-hmm. Right? Now they have a van. They then, and this was this was 2006. They had a van. I'm sorry, 2008. They had a van that would follow along to pick those people up. Mm. So they got through and graduated with me, but they did less. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're just ruck marching. Mm-hmm. What in the world? People that were even finished the ruck march are people that are going to fall out in battle, in combat, right? And here we are. Doing this a simple ruck march, which yeah, I mean you're hurt, you're sore, whatever. So were we when we go hike, but we we're doing that for pleasure, right? We we're climbing these mountains to go find a big bull mm. or find that nice buck, and I still do that stuff today, right? Whether it's duck <clears throat> hunting or big game hunting, and it's like, oh, the <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, doesn't doesn't that that what you just said there probably goes a little bit like to public school. Mm-hmm. And what they did is try to make everything equal. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but not everybody has the same talents and gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a talent and gift in this area that could be stronger than me. It doesn't mean I'm any, you're any better than right. me. You just have a gift, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they they got to the point where they're giving medals to everybody. Yes. And when did they start? Did, was that like... I don't know. Like way after I was out of okay. school. You know, because so I, I, I remember when the participation thing started coming in. And you probably seen it because you were older and you probably thought, well, here we go downhill. I didn't really think about it. I, I feel like I was out of school before. I know I was out of school before that started happening. But I remember seeing that and it always thought, if that was me, I don't, don't hand me something. Oh, you, we should get on this topic because <laughs> this topic fries me not because, look, at, I'm saying there was a lot of things I wasn't that good. That's not my natural ability and talent. Right, mm-hmm. but don't you dare! If you tried to hand me one of those stupid participation medals, I would have slapped it right out of your hand. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's gonna make me feel better? How and and for the people that do accept that and and oh, because little Johnny needs a medal mm-hmm. to make him feel, which is a bunch of bogus. Yeah, because I don't believe for one second any boy or girl wants a participation medal. It stems from the parents feeling like their little kids left out, and it's gonna mentally mess them up, which is not true. Because of how you raise your kids is, but naturally, I feel like any kid, whether they're talented or not, and takes one of those participation medals, what do they get out of that? Mm-hmm. A little shiny thing in their hand? We're stealing the drive and the desire to be better. Right. So if you get something for doing nothing, mm-hmm. why should I get any better? See, to me, that right there is an entitlement mentality. Yes. I'm entitled to this. And what they do, if you start doing that as a little kid to kids, Mm -hmm. okay, why would they even strive to be better? Why, when they're 18 and get their first job, are they going to try to work harder than the next guy? Because you can sit there and go sit on the couch for eight hours and get paid the same because... I'm entitled to it, right? Yeah, I'm entitled to it. Yeah, that's just... It's so it's bad right now. That's it, one of the worst things right now. Yeah. So so that takes it to, to another major thought. Okay. Now um, leadership. Let's talk leadership mm-hmm. on that. <clears throat> so who's the leader in our government right now? <laughs> Good old Biden. 
Okay, now look at all the people he surrounded himself with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Like-minded individuals. Yeah, and so why do you think we're, you know, why do you think... Well, on top of that, then you got the media. You got Which the media. Which is the worst. I feel like it's worse than... Yeah, it's it's propaganda. Yeah, it I'm is. telling you 100%. right now. You know, I used to think, oh, you know... North what? Korea. Yeah, you know, Russia. They, yeah. They've told us all along, you know, from the time mm. I was a little kid that Russia is bad, blah, bad, blah, bad, blah. Bad. And, uh, you know, they, they all just put out propaganda. Mm. Well, how we're did I know? They were doing the same thing to us, no. giving us propaganda. And so... This comes down from the top. He surrounded himself with these types of people. And so now, the, on top of that, now you have the media, the, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. as they call it, which mm-hmm. ain't even mainstream, mm-hmm. isn't even mainstream anymore because I never even watch it. But all this so-called mainstream media, they're pushing the agenda of the leadership. And, you know, many years ago, me and mom went to Sacramento, and uh, there was all races that were at that meeting at the state capitol. Mm-hmm. And what this group wanted was to have minority status. So the African-American people, especially Christian African-American <coughs> mm-hmm. leaders, weren't having it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a choice how they were born. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was bad or good. They just did not have the choice. These people had the choice. Right. And so that whole minority status was a thing. And I remember, you know, you forget, you may not have, you know, you were young, but I remember gone there. These people were violent. Mm. These people were, uh, they spit on people. We're talking, there was, the majority was the people like me and you, although minorities, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, different races. And they went to the state capitol and said, no, this, this is a choice that you guys have. And you're, we do not want my, uh, the minority status because they wanted all the bennies of it, right? Mm-hmm. But they were super violent and they were, they were spitting on people and, mm-hmm. and doing that kind of thing. And that was my first real experience of seeing uh, you know, that kind of stuff going on. But what's going on right now, like I said, it's, it's, it's at the top. Mm-hmm. This, this administration, just, just like we could talk about inflation, we could talk about anything. I grew up, when I started my business in 1979, and I moved from Oregon to here to start it, Jimmy Carter was president. Mm-hmm. Interest rates were up to 21, 22 percent. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, you don't know that because you haven't really lived it unless you were researching it, but I've seen it. I had a roof trust company. I was involved in uh, building prefab trusses for houses. And, you know, you think, of, what is it now, 5 6%? You think, oh, Mike, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, it's terrible compared to 0%, but it isn't terrible compared to 21%. Right. And so you talked about, you know, having, and we're kind of like going with the flow here, but mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, uh, have, having multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? Well, inflation. Right. What is inflation? Like, really, the dollar bill is worth less. Mm-hmm. It's it, and and the cost of food is more, and the cost of housing is more mm-hmm. because the dollar is worth less. And so, you know, I seen double digit inflation, double digit unemployment. It, it was like in reality. They're hiding those numbers right now. Mm-hmm. There is no way right. that it is what they say right. it is. 
Go buy a, a dozen eggs. Go buy a gallon of gas. Go buy all that stuff. I remember when milk, uh, I remember when uh, gas uh, was somewhere in the neighborhood of 29 cents in that area. Mm-hmm. I remember when Jimmy Carter was president, we were, we were a laughing stock in the whole world. People laughed at us. I remember Iran, uh, the whole Iran thing where they had hostages and stuff like that. I remember people burning the flag. I remember Sounds like right now. Huh? Sounds yeah, like right now. Hello. That's exactly <laughs> what's going on stock. now. I've already seen this. Yeah. I already get this game. I yeah. already went through bit. You know the only way I survived? Because I was so determined that I am not going home to my mom and dad's house in Oregon uh, with my tail between my legs. Thank God I met a, a guy who's passed away now. He was a production manager of a place uh, called Baltimore Aircoil. So for seven years, I worked a full-time job, plus I built a roof trust company, and then uh, Ronald Reagan became president, mm-hmm. and right after that thing, and then I got, we got married in 82, and right after that, everything just started booming, you know, and uh, that all changed. Like, within a matter of, I, I, I want to say it was just a matter of days that uh, Iran left the, the hostages go, because <laughs> Ronald Reagan let them know, like, yeah. you're toast if you don't. Yeah. And... Uh, and stuff like that. Everything changed. Interest rates goes down, and life was good. I mean, mm-hmm. construction's gone good. Things are booming. Yeah, there was little dips here and there, but as a whole, I'm right. saying it, it got good. And then, <clears throat> and then, so I've seen that already. And like, there is no way in God's green earth they're saying the inflation. If the true inflation, it's got to be higher than twenty. What twenty percent? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of of the way they figure, calculate, it and yeah. stuff like that. So. Anyway, you got to work more. I worked two jobs during that, and right. I never had a break. And I ran like twenty. I for twenty years, I ran like a crazy fool mm-hmm. because you know uh, because I did not want to fail. And think about it: we didn't have phones. This right, right here, right? Say, this is everything. This mm-hmm. is a fa- basically a faxes are gone bye bye. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like everything. You can run a whole business off right. that right there, right? One thing. So it leverages your time. Here's the deal, yeah. though: some people like own, this phone owns them. You know what I mean? Yeah. This phone owns them, right. so so it takes time away from your family, and then your little kids see that, and then they're duplicating that too. And so there's a balance in life, man. This, if I've got, I know I've learned anything. There is this constant thing as a man, as a provider of the home. Is there not a crazy balance between being what you should be <laughs> as far as giving time mm-hmm. to your wife? And especially your wife, Sarah, she stays at home mm-hmm. and she, but she has a YouTube, you know, she's doing that from her home. But then also the girls, mm-hmm. right? Because you know as well as I do, it's a blink of an eye and yeah. there will be grown and then they're going to be married. And now you're going to go into a whole nother thing that you don't have a clue about. You can only experience it based on watching other ex- people that you know. Mm-hmm. But it will change when you're in that position. You're, you, you'll you think, God, I, I want to I wanna do this, I want to do that, but until you experience it, it's a whole other thing. So there's this crazy balance that every man, and you know what, there's women that are the sole provider because mm-hmm. of, you know, because whatever happened in their marriage, let's say. Uh, you know, maybe they had a beastly man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But whatever happened... They're the provider too. Now right. they are even in a bigger balancing act. Like, yeah, how, how are they taking? They yeah. providing plus they don't have nobody to support them. Yeah. At least mom was she she homeschooled you guys. She took care of our home. She cooked. She clean. You know, did all the things. To me, 
that's a that's more responsibility, honestly, yeah, for lives, little lives, three lives mm-hmm. that she has. When I'm out trying to do what I got to do to provide for the family, she's also doing that to to try to balance that. That you know right. what I mean? Right. There's this balancing act, and when, like you said, like Matt having to work another job, mm-hmm. which honestly, truthfully, and you know this now, and I told you before, I said. Having any kind of a side gig, a, a mm. business at all. If you're if you're a person that um, actually works for someone else, it is such a mistake not to have a side business mm-hmm. because these politicians have made all these laws totally available to you to get all these write offs and all these benefits to pay less taxes legally. I'm saying. By having the side business. Right. And so yeah. you know that now, right? Because, yeah. yeah. So you've experienced it, right? And so uh, these people that are actually working a job and, and it's like, man, you must, you feel like a rat on a treadmill. Like you can't catch up to Yeah, you said the other day, a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many elements, man. But, you know, these going back to these sports figures too, like in my opinion, I, I'm, you know, if you have it, whatever it's your choice but like there ain't no way in god's green earth i'm putting an earring in my ear mm-hmm. you know but all the idols of all these sports people that make all this money you know that people are looking up to mm-hmm. you know to me that's that's not masculine at right. all that's mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. it's not masculine so yeah. so you know it's their choice obviously but like well, the le- these little kids look at that yeah and they 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 want to they, they wanna, have no reason why why to do that but they have no reason why not to do that exactly right? yeah yeah I thought about that the other day I thought I think you could almost if you were a public figure that was really well looked upon I really truly believe this is how sad this is to where that to me that's part of being masculine is making your own decisions and deciding and deciphering whether or not that's wise or foolish. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that the other day, it's funny you bring that up. I thought you could take a figure like that, let's say a Michael Jordan or or, or a, some bull rider or whatever, and they could do anything. No matter how stupid and idiotic it is, they could put something on their body, pierce themselves some way, they could jump off something, I just anything you name it, and people are going to do it. Just because mm-hmm. that person does, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was really thinking, trying to think deeper into that. Like, what is that? Do people, like, okay, let me bring this up, for example. Drinking alcohol. Someone, uh, I seen a guy say this one time. Uh, he, he, whatever, he's not, nothing, no religion, nothing, right? This has nothing to do with that. He was just, just, just talking about it. He does other things, whatever, maybe that I wouldn't do. But I'm just saying, he said... I tried it one time and I didn't like it and he didn't do it no more. Okay. He does other things, whatever. We're all, none of us are perfect. But my point for bringing that up is I thought, okay, he decided himself that he didn't like it. But what I think most people do on anything, whether it's, and I just use that story as an example. I'm just talking about anything. You talked about earrings for men is they do it for so many reasons to fit in. To look pressure. The, to peer pressure to look the part right. for security that gives them some some type of security in themselves, um, 
um, I kind of almost lost my train of thought, but I thought, man, what, like, I've heard so many people say things they do, they don't really like doing them, but yet they keep doing the same things they don't like doing, or they don't like the taste, or they don't like the feel they get. But I'm thinking in my head, like, why are you doing it then? And there's so many factors. You could dig into a thousand different things, right? Mm-hmm. It could be insecurity. It could be peer pressure. It could be to play the part. But I thought, man, how masculine is that to decide what you want to do? Because you decided it. Mm-hmm. You, not somebody else doing it for you. Just because someone else does it doesn't make it right. right. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make it the normal because I think sometimes, like, well, maybe I'm not normal if I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not normal if I'm not acting like that. Maybe I'm not normal if I'm not going there, you know? Um, what was someone saying the other day? Uh, like, yeah, anyways, I don't know. If you had something you were going to add right there, I, I don't want to get off track too much there. But how many, t- how many times in your life have you heard me say you're free to choose, but you're not free to choose the consequences mm-hmm. of your choice? You've heard me say mm-hmm. that a few, right? Mm-hmm. You're free to choose, but you're not free to choose the consequences of your choice. Well, the Bible says whatever you sow, you're going to reap, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Bible also says you shouldn't have any other God before him, mm-hmm. right? And so... When I was growing up, okay, my my family, they didn't, you know, TV was just really coming out when I was little, mm-hmm. you know. But for years and years, I actually believe I was either 13 or 14 before my, my parents bought a TV. And uh, it was black and white. Mm-hmm. And I remember Gramps, if there was anything, anything to do with shooting anybody, uh, even though we hunted, all, we fished, we did all that stuff, but my dad in his wisdom would not, he would almost get upset. Like you guys, you turn that off. Mm-hmm. He would not allow us to do that. And, um, so that went on for years. Um, but like when me and mom got married before we started going to where we go to church now and, and, uh, you know, we had a TV. I used to watch sports all the time. I, I love sports. Mm-hmm. I love softball, yeah. I baseball and football and all that. I mean, so, but the thing of it is, uh, I think those things made you tougher as a, as a boy, as a man, those things made you tougher. You know what I mean? You had to, mm-hmm. to do. I remember one time running my <laughs> older brothers, my two older brothers, and my older cousins would play us younger brothers and cousins mm-hmm. and football, you know, no pads, no nothing. Right. And to my knowledge, I never broke anything that way. But anyway, I remember one time over at Gare's house and uh, there was my older cousins and my young, you know, cousins my age. And so th- they used to always like, they wanted to play us, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to play us. So we played them. But I remember, I can't even tell you how many times this happened. This one time in particular, I was running full blast as hard as I could. And my brother's house was here, the barn was here, and so we played in between. And I remember I was going out for a pass. I was running wide open, looking back as the pass is coming. And I literally ran into that barn wide open. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it decked me. It knocked me out just for a second. And all I remember is waking up and Gare was saying, hurry up, get up before mom looks out the window and sees you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm getting up half out of it. 
because he told me because he was my hero, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because he was my older brother, right? But those kind of things, looking back on it, I think made me tougher. Right. You know, but here's what happened. You will know, you'll realize this. Okay, just for instance, like skiing. Remember when me and you and Thomas used to go skiing mm -hmm. and you didn't have the responsibilities that you had now? And you didn't, I maybe didn't have to feel like you had to be as careful. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, I used to go skiing. I skied a lot. And I remember doing jumps and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Then at some point, it was like my brain says, like, okay, like I'm, I don't have this fear going on, but if I get hurt, this, is, mm -hmm. this could not be a good thing. And then later on, it even got to the point where I started realizing for every time, every time you do damage on your body, yeah, you got paid for it later. You're gonna pay for it later, and mm -hmm. so that stuff. I would love to go skiing right now. I'd have no problem, but I'm not doing crazy jumps. Right. I'm not doing any of that stuff. And I remember you and Thomas, man. You guys were really getting mm -hmm. into jumps too. Mm -hmm. And uh, but then all of a sudden something happened where it wasn't like we we haven't skied for a while, mm -hmm. right? And uh, but I think what it was, you were married, you got kids now, you got responsibilities now, and you, right? Yeah. Same thing, Thomas. He had a really hard jolt one yeah. time, and that kind of uh, kind of changed his his way of thinking about <laughs> doing stuff. And so, yeah, things change as you get a little bit. I was gonna go. I was going somewhere with that, but I don't remember uh, exactly what. But yeah, that things change as, yeah. you, as you grow older. Longevity and being healthy is like a numero uno. It's right up there with godliness. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I feel like we kind of not redefined it, but just defined because I guess you almost when you have to redefine something, it's because it's been convoluted. Yeah, right. Right. So I feel like we're trying to redefine masculinity and remind what it is because it's been attacked so hard. And again, this one wasn't about that. This was just defining it. What is masculinity? But, uh, you know, um, kind of says, and we already talked about this, but we've been discussing some expressions of masculinity, such as being a good father, you know, and, um, that's what we strive to do. And we'll kind of wrap this episode up, I guess, but present, not absent. That's, that's what a good father is, right? Reminder to myself, you know, reminder to all of us to be there for our families. Like, cause I could be sitting on the couch next to my wife and not really have any type of relationship going on there. Mm -hmm. Just being there is not enough, you know, got to make those efforts. And, and it is an effort you have to make. I understand that. Like it's not, it just don't happen. A good marriage, a longevity of marriage don't just happen. You mm -hmm. have to put the effort in. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. If it's, if it, the two greatest commandments on this whole earth, and they are the two commandments says, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, body, right? And then the Bible says the second is like unto the first, love your neighbor as yourself. Those two things right there, I'm not telling you, I'm just oh, I speaking, know. I know. right? I know. Those two things right there literally solve all the world's problems. If we loved God and we served him with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, strength, that would take care of part two is love your neighbor as yourself. And when we do all those things, people want cheat on their spouses. People want lie in business. People want cheat each other in business. People want backstab each other. All these things and all these issues that we have and taking advantage of the population and the presidents, all of that 
would be completely fixed. But guess what? We live in a world that is full of sin, and it will be that way. And there's always a choice to make. There's heaven. There's hell. And and the only thing that's going to save us is the great Savior, right. Jesus Christ. And the only one that can make us what we need to be is him. Right. Is God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. And that's the only way. And again, just to recap, we're not saying myself, my dad's not saying, I don't think we came across this way, but we're Hopefully not saying not. we haven't figured out because we're just letting you know what you're letting me know as a father, what's helped you. And I'm trying to remind myself and live that way because I've made a billion mistakes. I don't want to make more mistakes. I'm, I know that's going to happen. I don't want to speak it, but it, it will, right? Like life is life, but, um, I just want to, I want to see other people succeed. Right. Right. Not share just, life lessons. And right? let share life lessons. And I want to see those of you that are listening to this still, an hour and 10 minutes in that you, uh, like you said, you know, you are going to make your mistakes and you learn the best from those. Unfortunately, that's just, that's just how it is. But if we can take the tools, we can make less of them. And when we do, we can come out of them quicker and maybe make less, you know, mistakes. I I, want to, I want to say one thing to make sure people understand where mm -hmm. we come from in this, because I know you feel the same way. Okay. When you talk about the two greatest commandments, mm -hmm. everything would be corrected if you stood on those two mm -hmm. and you did those two mm -hmm. things. Okay, so <clears throat> we're not talking religion here. No. We're not talking religion. We're not saying our church only. No. See, because I believe, according to the Bible, I am the church. Right. Because I'm part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So every time I go out there, the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So we're living, we want to live an example. And um, so what I'm saying is relationship, not religion. Exactly. And here's the thing, you know, um, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you think about that as an example. I mean, I'm sorry, but I would not have gave you and I would not have gave Thomas as my sons for the world. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Think what God did and gave his own son. Right. That's how. How can you do that? Can't comprehend Because that. he knows a bigger picture. Because he knows that's the only way that men could truly be set free. Yep. And so we're totally not talking religion here. Right. We're no. totally talking relationship. Yep. So I just wanted to clarify that because no, when we're talking Bible here, we're not talking any specific denomination. We're not talking about that because we know that in each one of those groups, which I was raised a minute, I've been to uh, non-denominational, I've been to Baptist, I've been to Pentecost, I've been to a lot of churches and seen what I would say was people within that, that there was flaws. Wouldn't you agree yep. that we're not perfect people? We, we go there to, to learn more, no different than if I, I, I would, in business, you go to a seminar, right? They, right? And they have varying types of seminars, some bigger, some smaller, some at, uh, at a house level, but we go there to learn more to, and to hear their experiences in life right. so we can, we can grow. But we're totally talking relationship yeah. here. And, you know... 
you know, you don't know what you don't know. And the sad thing is you don't even know that you don't know. So if you don't have that kind of a relationship, uh, you know, you can find it, you know, and, and Titus is, he, he's, I'm just saying this and I, I we always, uh, aware of pride because, you know, the enemy yeah. tries to get pride in and we're totally like, we we're onto that whole thing. So I don't give you kudos because I don't want to give you any challenges, but he's a, He's an incredible, uh, gifted, anointed preacher, and he's a helicopter pilot, and he's a YouTuber, and he's a podcaster, and he does all these things. So, you know, um, I'm learning from him some things, too, because my generation didn't have all this technology, Mm -hmm. and I can pick his brain, and I've always told you from the time you were little, you know, if you want to learn, that was before YouTube was such a big thing. Mm -hmm. I, I remember saying... If you want to be successful in an area, go to somebody that's successful and pick their brains. To me, that's probably one of the best shortcuts uh, to success in that specific area is I'd rather learn hands-on kinesthetic learning than actually try to watch all this stuff or read a book because I don't absorb it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like school. I had school. People were... My teachers always say, oh, you're talented, you're, you're blah, 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 you know, and you could be so blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And, like, I was, I did not learn that way, <laughs> you know, which the vast majority of people don't, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's probably, there's people like that that can read the directions, and that's how they do things. Mm-hmm. I'm not that way. And I've actually did a seminar, and just to close on my part anyway, I did a seminar and and I, I was on to this, and so what I would do is I said, how many people uh, learn by reading directions? How many people can put a desk together by reading directions? And there could be 100 people in that seminar, and usually it was about somewhere, I would say 5% of those people would say they read the directions. And I said, so how many, the rest of you, what do you do? And they would say, I look at the pictures. Mm-hmm. That's so what I do. I... I <laughs> hate reading directions. Mm-hmm. I literally hate it. I want to take shortcuts. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I learn from experience and it's just who, that's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but I can watch somebody do it, but I can do hands on and then I pick it up like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so you look, think about most of these schools, a lot of what's going on too is those, those kids that are, have that more of the mindset. We're talking probably 95% of it could be because it wasn't as adults that I've talked to they don't learn that way they Mm -hmm. don't pick it up and I'm telling you for a fact I've been in seminars with 500 plus people and I've had somebody's incredible trainers and they would do this great training and then they would start asking questions and the vast majority of people couldn't answer the questions Mm -hmm. and I said bingo I know what that is already it's because that's not how they pick up stuff Mm -hmm. because tell me this when you even sometimes, unless the spirit of God is really moving, and you, are you ever thinking about, say it's Sunday, do you ever think about Monday? Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about Tuesday? Do you ever think about paying this bill or that bill? Your mind, at least mine does, a lot of times unless the spirit of God's moving, I'm I can be thinking about multiple things at the same time, and I have to work at it, right? Not to do that. See yeah. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so because a man. If you're the provider of the home in that in our my situation and your situation, I'm thinking I'm I'm seriously thinking about what I got to do. And now I got this big trip coming up, and now mom's gonna be going with me on top of it. 
this is a whole new thing. Mm. I've always, I, I got it down to a science. What I do as far as the, the things I put together and bam, yeah. I get in that truck and then I know exactly. Now I'm going to take care of half, you know, have another person there yeah. that I've got to like kind of teach the, the ropes. And then at the same time, I mean, driving truck, what you do is risky. What I do is risky too. You know, driving a truck, mm-hmm. and and so it's a whole nother game to me. But I'm I'm constantly wanting to grow, just like you know, God willing, I'm planning on having a YouTube, my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working on it since 2018, putting all the stuff together, and and a podcast. That's the direction I'm going to go to. And so I'm just saying, man, we got a lot of stuff going on. If you're a, if you're a man, you're the provider of the home, man. Uh, we're here just to support you and and like to share some things that may help you if you got questions. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I feel anyway. That's yeah. the only reason I'm here to. It's not to say I'm, I got all the answers. It's just right. you know to be a witness and then be an encouragement yeah. and know that. Like I always told you, man. Like think about how many times when I took you hunting. I think the first time going up uh, the Book Cliff Mountains over in Colorado with Brother Hilton. Mm going up that steep mountain there and then I when I and you you were right there and literally you look down that mountain you know it's one thing walking up it mm-hmm. but it's another thing when you look back down you think my god what did I do mm-hmm. because if you fell I fell we're toast mm-hmm. and so that was kind of a foolish thing but we did it and we made it and and it's 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 um I believe it's made you who you are, just like Frank Church, Frank Church Wilderness. Mm-hmm. When we went in there with those horses coming out, I remember being so dry, and just you know, yeah. I would I would quote things like "inch by inch, it's a cinch, yard by yard, it's hard, man. Keep taking that step, man. Mm-hmm. You know, always trying to push like that." And I really feel like, you know, it may it helped make you who you are, help Thomas make uh, who he is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. just like when we, me and him went to Wyoming, man, mm-hmm. we it was gnarly for a while, yeah. you know. So. so I think those those are all defining kind of what I was going to close out. Just just say what what is masculinity? It's pushing hard. It's pushing through things. It's being a a present father, not an absent father. Being a good father, being a loyal friend. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of the conclusion of this episode. Right. What what is masculinity? It's you know, add, add, you can add on one word sentence as um, uh, loyal friend, you know, um, responsible person, uh, a worker, uh, someone that loves and has compassion. What what else? Some other w- well, phrases. That's what I've been talking about yeah. is like balance, man. Balance, yeah, being balanced, being balanced. You got to have that balance. Cause that's masculinity. If if you if you as a father uh, love your kids, which I know you do and I do, I I have a responsibility to, I don't believe, in other words, you know this is true, I, because of our life experience. You give your kid everything. I was just talking to mom about this the other day. Mm. I said, man, when I was growing up, <laughs> I think I had maybe two toys, mm. but I did have a horse. I did have a you know, starting out, I started with a Shetland pony. I, I mean, I lived in the country, and we rode out into the woods. Me and my cousins would race out there. Uh, I had fishing back there and all that stuff. So, like, I took all that stuff for granted. Mm-hmm. But the value of that, man, it's like, it's invaluable. Mm. And I, I believe with all my heart, if you just give your kid everything, you're never 
you're creating a weakling, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because even in business, like, you know, for 30 years almost now, I've seen this so many times. A, a woman, as a rule, that's her, um, the people that she would bring in her organization, she always seemed to mother them. Mm -hmm. What did that do? What I learned, it did never, and as a rule, it will not create leaders because mm -hmm. if you try to do everything for everybody, you can only get so big. Yeah. And so my job for, for you, we know people, we know people, people your age, that their dad, because maybe their dad was more mean or they thought harder on them, they wanted to be more easier on their kids. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is try to give them everything. But that became then they became dependent on their dad. Right. My idea of creating a leader is creating independence so you can make your own way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might seem like tough love. Right. But <laughs> I think it's worked pretty good. Yeah. You know, and that's based again on biblical principles right. in my exactly. Opinion. You know, yeah. so that's why I feel it was a success, you know? Yeah. And like trinity she's she's a great mother she loves her kids man she she does all that stuff so mm -hmm. she's doing her part while her husband is going out and doing his part mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's a functioning family and it works yep if you guys uh want to say anything you're always welcome to uh comment on the youtube channel that's basically the Kind of the, one of the only places you can kind of give your two cents, and I always read those. So if you want to have any of your own comments on what masculinity is, it's it's such a broad topic. We would have to spend 10 hours just on that one subject, but we've already been probably about 20 minutes longer than I was trying to go because we're going to record the other one on the attack on masculinity and get a little bit more in the weeds on that one. But, uh, again, stay, you know, uh <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for to stay with the right attitude in it and everything? So, because I think emotionally, sometimes certain attacks that we see as a man can just really get you frustrated and flustered. But that's not really what's going to change things, anyways. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, again, just to end with this, please go rate and review uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you want to go rate, if you're listening on Spotify, I appreciate everybody that's done it. A bunch of you guys have went in recently and gave a lot of ratings, and it's definitely pushed the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>